0: Hi, readers. I'm Jordan. And I'm Katie. And welcome to Not Another Heroine, the podcast where we break down the best and worst fictional heroines, those swashbuckling ladies who have to work a little harder than expected for their happy ending. Want to see what's next on our TBR list? Subscribe to us on YouTube or follow us on Instagram for a sneak peek at upcoming content or to help us pick our next book. It's the pick of the week! That's all. That's all we get. I'm too giggly. <laughs> that's fair. <Sorry. laughs> we had a little snafu, uh, just a little bit. I I think I got the snafu on record. <laughs> oh no! Because <laughs> I hit the button as I was doing the thumbs up. Oh god! Yep. <laughs> we'll see what happens it's on the fabulous. Yeah. Everything is fine. It's my pick of the week, and I'm almost positive this is another Kindle Unlimited. Uh... What? <laughs> what I know? Which one I know? Oh, so it's only a monster by oh, Vanessa Lynn. You said this one was good though. Mm-hmm. Oh, mm-hmm. this is the one I. Tr- yeah I'm just gonna sit back yeah that's fair because how far into it did you get I got to the, I think, page three where she oh, talks okay. about, oh, no, not even page three. It was page one. I've liked this boy for all summer and now we get to go on a date. I'm like, nope. <laughs> I, that's fair. You're like, um, did you watch that TV show in the early 2000s? Like, next, it's like the next bucks or something. And you get off the bus and it's a girl trying to find a boyfriend or vice versa. And like the girl like gets off the bus and like they immediately are like, next. And it's like, you don't even know me. Okay, I feel like this is a cultural divide. <laughs> like, whose line is it anyway? Only Appar- yeah, yeah, apparently. I hope everybody else knows what I'm talking about. She just did my book after like point two seconds, but sorry, it's fine. I thought it was pretty good. It is, I will say, slow for the first like thirty percent. Like you kind of why is it slow? Uh, so these are young. It's like ya, but like ya, and I'm. A smut lover, like I will say, but it's YA and the story is fun and like the world building is entertaining and like you're intrigued by the concept that it like keeps you going. Like I will say the first 30 percent was a struggle for me and I like took a long time to finish it. And then like you hit that 31 percent and it was like I smashed it out in two or three hours. It kind of gave me not that it got very far, mm. but vibes of Holly Black's setups. I can see that. Yeah. Um, it's a little bit less dark, I think, than Holly Black normally, but um, it is similar to kind of that vibe of like younger adult like their lives, but then add magic. Mm. Yeah. So it, it's set in a modern day. So the concept is basically we have this young girl who's half monster, half like person but like monsters just look like every other person on the face of the planet you can't really tell except half of her family are all like full-blooded monsters and she doesn't really know what that means until she's like 16 and she's spending the summer in London I think with her family her dad is in Malaysia um, visiting his family and she's been working at this like museum house like a historical house that they've turned into a museum and have tours and stuff and she's like i'm a history buff like this is kind of fun and i'm a nerd but eh, whatever Mm. (laughs) and so um she's been working at this library for like half the summer and there's this boy there that she like really likes and they're this yeah yep I it's kind of cringy, but it sets the story off like immediately. So she has this date. She's really excited. Her, you know, family's teasing her about it. And she's like, "Okay, I'm going to go. I'm early, but whatever. And so she's going to meet him at this like pizza place or something. And she's walking down the street and she has this interaction with like a drunk guy. And this scene is written so like viscerally that you totally get flashbacks to being 16 and like having to interact with full-grown adult men in, like, that panic. Like, that scene was written really well. So she has this altercation with a drunk guy, and he kind of, like, falls on her, and she touches his neck somehow when they're, like, falling. And then all of a sudden, everything goes black, and then it's nighttime. And the guy's gone. She, like, doesn't know what happened. Her phone is, like, almost dead, and she has, like, a bunch of texts from the guy that she was supposed to meet. And he's like, where are you? Like, are you going to come? And she's like, what the fuck happened? She goes home. Her grandma's, like, waiting up for her. And basically she like realizes what being a monster means is like you can steal time from regular humans and use it to time travel. That's the oh, concept. Fuck. Okay, that just got a whole lot more interesting. Uh-huh. And so she's immediately like disturbed, disgusted because it's you're not just like stealing time, like you're taking time off of their like time alive. That's so <laughs> cool i know <laughs> and so basically she's like freaked out disgusted she missed her date so she like you know is panicking and she's like hey like i'm sorry and then she falls asleep wakes up goes to the house to do like another shift or whatever and so she gets to the house it's like kind of late in the day because she fell asleep et cetera, whatever and the guy is there and they kind of have like oh, I'm sorry, like, I had this family thing happen. Like, I can't really explain to you that, like, I'm a monster and, like, I stole time from someone and, like, time traveled for the first time. So, like, you know, it was just a family thing. You know how it is. And uh, they, whatever, they kind of get over it. They have their first cute little kiss. But then... These people start popping up in the front yard and they're like, the museum's closed. Like, we kind of spent too much time here. We should leave. Like, who the fuck are these people? And then they start coming into the house and they're like, oh, we should probably like get away before like whatever's going on. They immediately get kidnapped and taken into this like big like dining room where there's a bunch of like random people and they all look a little bit out of place. Like there's some people who have clothes on that like 1900s, 1800s, 1600s, and they're like... Is this some kind of like weird historical reenactment thing that's going on like after hours and nobody nobody told us about? Except they're all monsters and they're from like a rival family. And basically they realize, oh, this is one of the, I forgot what their family name is, um, like Oliver's or something. It's like, oh, this is a girl from whatever family and there's some random human boy, like kill him. They can't know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Immediately jump to murder. Except we get this, like, weird, like, switch moment where apparently the boy that she's been crushing on is, like, this, like, hero of destiny who's, you know, been prophesized. Is to- he a monster hunter? Yes. Of course. <laughs> of course. <laughs> I All know. Right. Okay. It does fit into those tropes and it sounds really, like, tropian kind of, like, ugh when you're talking about it. But when you're reading it, it feels, like, YA at its best, like... This is where the tropes come from. (laughs) Uh, I'm trying to channel my inner 15-year-old on this one. That's fair. But so basically she kind of like escapes because he is starting to like kill all these random people. But she has an actual like real person response, not the like YA response where you're like, oh, my God, I love him and he saved me. It's like, no, he murdered a bunch of people in this room. And then there's like other monster hunters that are coming in and like murdering all of these people in front of me. Like, I am traumatized. And she had managed to, like, send out a text message to her family, like, can someone help me? Like, I'm being kidnapped. And her family shows up and they try to help her. They're all murdered, too. And <laughs> she is the oh, wait. Yes. what <laughs> Yeah. She sees, like, some of their bodies, like, as she's, like, running through the house trying to escape. And then she sees her cousin. Yeah, her older cousin, who's a girl. And she's, like, yanks her into a room. And they're with their grandma who's, like, dying out, basically, like, stabbed in the gut. And the grandma, like, gives her this, like, necklace thing that becomes important later, whatever. The girl is the only one to escape. Like, they shove her through a window as somebody else is murdered, etc. And she, like, runs through this maze And she meets this kid who was part of the other family when they were all in that big dining room. And he was the one that was like, hey, like, maybe we shouldn't kill her. But his dad is like, shut the fuck up. And he's like, "Okay, like, I'm just a son. I can't do anything. And so she saves him kind of unintentionally from one of the monster hunters. And he's like, "Okay, like, I, you know, tried to save you, but you successfully did it. Like, oopsie. (laughs) And so basically, it's them on the run from these monster hunters who are trying to find them. And after that, it kind of gets into the like political intrigue part where they realize that it was kind of like the family was set up because like this event wasn't foretold in any of their like history books because they've kind of written out everything that's ever happened in history. So if they like jump in time, they know like what's supposed to happen. Mm -hmm. And nobody knew about this whole family getting murdered. It's like this is a big deal. This is a very like high ranking family. And they realize it's like a set up by basically the monster government, to, like, get rid of them. And they're like, what the fuck? Like, why? What is happening? And, yeah. And then, basically, they kind of go into this, like, political intrigue. They, like, have to go into this castle to, like, find this guy who knows, like, the real timeline. Because, apparently, they're in, like, a fake timeline. It's confusing. Oh, my God. (laughs) It just keeps getting more added on. Uh, Yeah. It's, It's, like, YA, but, like, the fun... Like, this is why we started reading fantasy YA, where it's like, this is so much going on. But, like, you also love it. And you're like, this is crazy, but also really fun. And, like, I don't mind the fact that she's 16 because she's having, like, real emotions. Like, I, too, would be traumatized by a bunch of people being murdered. (sighs) It was just, it was fun. What, so what is her, like, character type, like, as a heroine? I will say she is a little bit frustrating, like... Later in the series, because she kind of has all these like jumps to conclusion, like, oh, we're gonna do this, and people are like, no, like, that doesn't really work. Like, you don't know anything about our world, you can't just decide you're gonna do this. Like, that's being stupid, and she does it anyway, and it somehow works out. That kind of why it's always like a little bit frustrating, but the world building and the characters around her, like, kind of keep that to a minimum ish. But I have noticed that's like a little bit, ugh. But I will say that she's actually written like a 16-year-old. Because, you know, there's some way that you're like, this is a 28-year-old yeah. person in a 13-year-old We've read body. that several <laughs> times. Okay. Yeah. So it, it has a lot going on, but it's, like, fun and there's a lot of cool, like, secondary characters, like... There's this big drunk guy that they meet who, you know, is kind of a lout, and he was fired from being a castle guard, but we realized that, like, he was in love with this guy who got, like, kidnapped for his powers, and so he felt like he failed his um, lover, and so that's why he's, like, a drunk, and then they give him a second opportunity, and they're like, I don't know if I trust him or not, but he's actually, like, a good guy. So it's, like, these fun secondary characters, and the guy who, you know, tried to stand up for her, but, like, the dad told him no. He, like, has this whole kind of, like, story arc of being, like, a little bit of a coward and, like, wanting to do the right thing, but then, like, finally getting the opportunity to do, like, the right thing, but then it, like, backfires, and it's, I don't know, it has all these, like, cute little, like, fun stories in it that you're like, oh, lessons learned. There's so much going. So, hmm, I can't, I don't know why, but I'm getting vibes of Divine Rivals. I could see that. Yeah. Yeah. It's like not at all the same. No, like not even close. (laughs) (laughs) But it's like the same kind of like feel of like a YA book that, yeah, it's like romance. This is like lessons learned and like finding yourself under fire and like in these stressful situations and like what happens and who you are at the end. And it's it's a similar kind of like, you know, YA story trajectory. Hmm. But yeah, it was satisfying. I got through the first 30 percent and it took a while, but I finished the whole thing. That seems to be a pattern, though. Like, they, yeah. they they try to, they have all of the action planned out and they need the to get it rolling. Yeah. And that's where it's slow. Yeah. Hmm. But it was fun. And it was kind of similar to A Deadly Education by Naomi Novik. That is, okay, so I still have to read that one because mm-hmm. you've recommended that several times. Yeah. I feel like if you didn't like this one, you probably won't like <laughs> that one. That one is like a better version of this one. But that one's similar. There's magicians and kids have to go into this, like, special school that's in, not space, but in, like, a space in between mm-hmm. worlds. Because, like, monsters will eat them otherwise and the schools are super fucked up. Um, But it's similar. Yeah. Uh, okay, <laughs> is there a an older audience book that's similar? Uh, so I will say it's similar to The Hunger Games by Suzanne Collins. That's still pretty young, though. Yeah. But, I mean, like... For people that read that book, this one is a similar book, and Mm -hmm. I feel like that one's older, but I don't have a um, for Mm -hmm. older audience. Uh, The Atlas Six was my third one by Olivia Blake. Blake. Yeah. Okay. And that one's definitely a lot older, because I think they're in their, like, mid-20s, I think, in that Mm -hmm. book. I haven't read that one, but I've read the synopsis, and it does sound very Mm -hmm. similar. (laughs) that That one's good. It's, like... Has them, like, uh, too many POVs. Like, there's six different That's people. why I haven't read it. I do not like that many POVs. <laughs> it, was, it was kind of exhausting to read. But it has a similar kind of, like, dark, spooky YA vibe. Mm. But, like, a little bit more, maybe, violence and sex in it. Okay. yeah. You know. So that's probably, like, an older version. But th- it's just so cute and, like, YA and, like, but, like, disturbingly deep and you're like oh okay i have an existential crisis for the next like two or three weeks that's fine like cool <laughs> but it was i don't know it was only like, katie i yeah. readers only katie <laughs> would describe a book called only a monster it was just so cute i <laughs> yeah i don't know because it really wasn't like cute isn't even the right word but that's the first one that comes to mind but, like that's the feeling <laughs> yeah like, when you're talking about the book I, I know what you mean like the book maybe and the story itself is not cute mm-hmm. but the feeling it gives you is like oh like nostalgic kind of yeah okay yeah and it's it's fun too because the romance part of it is like the two the hero the girl and then the like, you know, prophesized hero or whatever, mm-hmm. they're supposed to be soulmates. But like this timeline is corrupted. And so they're like mortal enemies. And so it's like they like each other and they know they're supposed to like each other and they're drawn to each other. But there's other events that are keeping them in the way and they mm-hmm. keep like ending up on the other side of things. But then we have this other guy who's like maybe a love interest, but like he mm-hmm. isn't supposed to be. Oh, is this a series? I think there's three of them, but you can read the first one and feel satisfied. OK. Yeah. Yeah. So, I don't know, it has, like, fun other stuff going on. Hmm. And... Yeah. We you don't think... sound convinced, I, but... <laughs> no, this book will not be happening for <laughs> That's me. That's fair. But I'm glad we, we finally got to a book that is like, got a good review from us. Mm-hmm. I know, because I feel like we've done, like, back-to-back, like, not good ones. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we were definitely in some sort of... Slump. Yeah. I think it started with the soul one. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. That's a big slump to come out mm-hmm. from. Yeah. <laughs> we, we were dying. See, it makes sense that I needed a YA book to like refresh my palette of like, okay, this is <laughs> like right. a book. You <laughs> needed to clean, your, clean yeah. your mind a little bit. Yep. Yeah. Because that for sure traumatized oh, me. So, um, yeah, if you also felt, you know, in an era of trauma, uh, you can jump to this book and feel okay. Yeah, that's fair. I, I cannot really understand that. But yeah. Uh, yeah. 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 So, from Katie's shelf, to yours, we'll see you on the next page.